Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello, and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks. I'm Mike. And I'm Dusty. And today we're bringing you an episode of Trail Mix all about a hike we took while visiting Mesa Verde National Park. But that hike wasn't actually inside of the park boundaries itself. The hike was on an area of land managed by the BLM or the Bureau of Land Management in Cortez, Colorado, and within the boundaries of the Canyon of the Ancients National Monument. While many of the episodes of our show revolve around the main units of the national park system, we are by no means NPS elitist when it comes to visiting the different units of the national park system or any of the public lands that are managed either federally or on a state level. The natural landscape of this continent is so wide and varied, and just because the site itself isn't a national park or a federally recognized space managed by one of the public lands alphabet agencies is no less of a reason to visit, explore, and appreciate the beauty of what these spaces have to offer. That's right. Our public lands are wide and varied and should be readily accessible to all who want to visit and explore. For us, hiking is our favorite thing, but that doesn't mean we aren't here for the history or the architecture or the simplicity of some of the other sites in the wide array of our public lands. All of this to say that this episode is the first of many in this season, where we will start to bring you hikes and explorations on some of the smaller yet equally beautiful and interesting spaces that dot the country. So with that, Let's jump into this hike. Also, welcome to the stage, Dot the Country. <laughs> <laughs> Canyon of the Ancients was recommended by our Airbnb host. And I was actually looking back through the photos and I forgot that he had he had a few cats, I think, that we were... They, I love them. Yeah, I they wanted them to be my friends. Yeah. And they were everywhere. They were on occasion here and on occasion <laughs> not. <laughs> on the first night that we were there, he, he kind of talked to us and we were just chatting about what we were up to. And we said, oh, we were in Mesa Verde for two days, but there were a lot of things that were closed that we couldn't get to. So it left us with some extra time. So he was like, oh, if you have extra time, and if you like to hike, then you should probably check out Canyon of the Ancients. It's basically right here. And it was. It was yeah. not a far drive from where no, he was I think at it was all. like 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, if that. Yeah, yeah if that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it ended up being kind of a triangle because we were able to go mm-hmm. right from there to Mesa Verde pretty yep. quickly. Yeah. So what is Canyon of the Ancients National Monument? It became a national monument in June 2000, and it is over 176,000 acres large. This is a quote from the Bureau of Land Management. The monument contains the highest known architectural site density in the United States with rich, well-preserved evidence of Native cultures. The archaeological record etched into this landscape is much more than isolated islands of architecture. The cultural landscape contains more than 6,355 recorded sites which reflect all the physical components of past human life. Villages, field houses, reservoirs, great kivas, cliff dwellings, shrines, sacred springs, agricultural fields, petroglyphs, and sweat lodges. Some areas have more than 100 sites per square mile. The number of sites is estimated to be up to 30,000. The monument has been used or inhabited by humans, including the North Ancestral Puebloan culture, or Anasazi, for 10,000 years, and continues to be a landscape used by humans today. Historic uses of the monument include recreation, hunting, livestock grazing, and energy development, end quote. So another site that was also recommended to us by our Airbnb host was Hovenweep National Monument. So that's in Utah. It's kind of across the border. It's about an hour from Cortez. We just really didn't have the time to do both as much as we would have liked to have done them. We were kind of locked in on this day because this is the day that we were going to Cliff Palace and we had tickets for that space. And this was the morning. So in order to get to Canyon of the Ancients, specifically the area we were going to to do the hike, we had to drive on this very, very dusty road. Mm-hmm. An homage to you. Uh, as sure. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Titled Route G. That's That's right. The parking lot was, I mean, it wasn't a parking lot. It was sort of just this like open sandy gravelly area. Right. And that is where we parked. I do remember that it was slanted a little bit. Yes, it was. I think he was like, it's just going to be like a rock. It looks like you're parking on a rock. It looks like you're parking on a rock. Yeah, which is basically, yeah. And when you get there, there are three routes that you can take. So you kind of like get out of the car and there is a signboard that has a map. There's also a large signboard that welcomes you to Canyon of the Ancients. Three routes that you could take are the Rock Creek Trail, which is a four mile trail. The East Rock Creek Trail, which is a five mile trail. They are both loop trails. And then there's the Sand Canyon Trail, which is there and back at six miles or 12 miles miles in total, which it does go further into the Canyon of the Ancients Monument. But basically, this area that is designated for hiking in this specific space, which is the Rock Creek and Sand Canyon area, that's kind of like the boundary line is like a six mile point. And there's like a terminal point at the end of that, but you could keep walking on it. And there are connecting trails that go between these trails that are unnamed. So we were on a little bit of a time limit because we wanted to go to Mesa Verde and have enough time to do the Petroglyph Trail, the museum, and get to our Cliff Palace tour before two o'clock. Yeah. So it was a packed day. (laughs) It was a packed day. Mm -hmm. So we decided to do the Sand Canyon Trail. Mm -hmm. We'll just do it for as long as we can. And then we'll turn back. Right. This was kind of like bonus for us. Totally. um, Just to be able to like do this hike and have the space and time to do it. If we probably arranged our day and we knew a little bit more about this before going, I think the first day that we were in Mesa Verde, we probably would have done the Mesa Top Loop, the museum, and maybe Mm -hmm. even petroglyphs. Like 
but also we were dealing with exhaustion. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it all worked reality. out in the way it was supposed to, as it always does. So what do you remember about that day, like, and about the start? Like, what was, like, that start of the hike, like, for you? And what was, like, I the day, like? I remember it being pseudo-warm. It wasn't the chilliest. No. And yesterday, the day before, was very chilly and yeah. windy. Yeah. While things were pitched a little bit, mm-hmm. it was relatively flat at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then there was that giant rock yes. that we were looking at, like, right from the parking Castle lot. Rock Pueblo is what it's called. That is right. Mm-hmm. So I remember those things. Yeah, I remember feeling like, great. It's just like a beautiful day to yeah. like get out and, and do this. For me, I just remember, yeah, it was warm. It was a lot warmer than it had been the day before. But it did feel good to stretch. Like, I remember being like, okay, we get to hike. Like, this will be good. And like, knowing that we, knowing that we were going to hike a little bit more at, on doing the petroglyphs trail um, because doing car stops and getting out for like five minutes is that's like, so exhausting I would rather, I don't understand why I'd rather like hike and climb for a number of miles right then like start and stop in a car for yeah. a number of miles. Yeah. So I think for me, I was really stoked to just be able to be out and to be able to hike in this space. I also knew that we were going to be seeing some archaeological sites along the way, which, you know, I think was also a bonus. I didn't expect that. You know, a lot of what we said at the beginning of this episode was were things that we learned only after having visited the monument. So this was sort of like an idea that was... I don't want to say thrust upon us, but it was kind of like came out of nowhere and we're like, yeah, let's do it. Like it was sort of just like a happenstance moment. So we didn't really do too much research into it before we went ahead and did it. There was, there was the guy hiking near us at the beginning. There were a few people. There were a bunch of people that kind of pulled up concurrently to us. Yeah. I remember chatting with them for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then we sort of, there was the fork in the trail and then they went on one way and we went another. Yes. Yeah. So basically... Coming around Castle Rock. Yeah. So basically, you you hit that incline pitch. You definitely get all your your glute exercises in from that. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Castle Rock is that large rock kind of outcropping that Dusty was saying. Um, And you have to kind of round it to get to the trails. And it does put you in the shadow a little bit. And we're in early morning light because hike early, hike often, as we always do. It's easily 7.30 a.m. Probably, yeah. 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 We make our way up and then round the rock. And that's where you kind of get your different trails. And we were going on Sand Creek. Sand Sand Canyon. Canyon. We were going on Sand Canyon. And that did sort of put us on a pitch again for a little bit. We were still pitching upward. A little bit. Yeah. But what the majority of this hike ends up being, Mm -hmm. or ended up being, was the pitch was sort of like left to right. It was pitched a little up toward Mm -hmm. the left and going down toward the right. Over the right is just like a giant, gorgeous overlook of a canyon constantly that you're like walking along the so the other thing is is that there are a lot of trees there's a lot Mm -hmm. of like uh juniper and like other conifer type shrubbery and trees that are there so that does obscure your view or obstruct your view at certain points of the canyon but you do have besides the canyon you have mountains in the distance so you do get that that view off to the side and then over to the left you have a bunch of rock structures this is where you get small archaeological structures that are like built inside of 
the rock wall. Right. From some points of the trail, you're able to see things from afar, but then they also have these white blazed trails. So you'll on the main trail, every now and again, you'll see like a post with like a white reflector on it. And that signifies like a break off. So you're able to do as many or as little of those as you like. Sometimes they loop and bring you back to the main trail at a different point. And sometimes it's just an out and back. So you're able to see these kind of alcoves and in some cases, small rock structure that isn't as built up or as well preserved, I would say, as what Mesa Verde has, at least in the section that we were in and and hiking. And I can't speak for all of Canyon of the Ancients, but you do have those jet offs. So that was kind of nice because we were able to say, hey, do we want to do this one? No, we're okay. Or, hey, this one looks like there's stuff over there. Let's go take a look. Because again, I think if we had more time, I think we would have spent the whole day there because it was plenty of hiking. We would have like really have had a a blast in doing all of those different trails because it would have given us so much to experience and to just like see in a a very small space when you think about the area that we were hiking in. So the way we just kept time was we, you know, as we were walking out, we were like, how long has this taken us? Right. Double we that. Be, yeah, we want to be back to the mm-hmm. car by this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have loved to have kept going. Yeah. You know, what I loved was over on the left when it came to the rock structures, mm-hmm. it was reminiscent of Bryce Canyon in that you'd get past a wall and see something new. Yeah. You'd get past another wall and there was something new mm-hmm. over here on your left constantly while you have a gorgeous view over to the right the whole time. Right. I also feel like for like, if we want to talk about like what's reminiscent about Bryce Canyon or even Capitol Reef, I was feeling yes. getting some vibes there. This is like all red rocks and sand. Yes. So it's, very different from even Mesa Verde, which isn't that like miles away is miles away. It felt like we had like been dropped in Utah. Definitely into a new experience. Honestly, you're not really not that far from Utah. Like Mesa Verde is close to the border, 45 minutes, if that. So it it does make sense geologically how this area is is similar to what you kind of see in Utah. But uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely felt like you were saying, like kind of turning a corner and then having that surprise that just kind of comes out of nowhere, which is really, really amazing. I think the idea of seeing ruins and being able to be in proximity to them was something that we were both talking about because when we were at Mesa Verde the day prior, we didn't really see any. We had we driven Mesa Top Road. I guess we sort of did from the one look overlook. We were able to yeah. see that wall. But for the most part, we did we did that road and then we hiked on Point Lookout and we didn't really see anything that looked like it was an archaeological site. It was gonna be a surprise, I think, for the both of us and something that we were looking forward to being able to investigate a little bit further. Yeah, and you know, being able to be on a hike where the trail really brings you in and among archaeological sites. So as you're hiking along the trail, you can kind of see this prominent feature that's in the distance. And it's off to the left where all of these other kind of rock walls are. And it's about a mile into the trail. It kind of almost looks like a, like a beaker or a flask is the best way for me to describe it. If you think about like a science beaker where it's flared out at the bottom and like narrow at the top, what it looks like is what it's named after, which is a saddle horn. A saddle horn is actually the front part of a saddle that allows for safety for the rider. And it is called Saddlehorn Pueblo. So you can't really miss it as you're walking out to it. 
and you kind of come to it not like on the front you see it from the side first so you're kind of like walking up to it on the side walking up to the side and then all of a sudden just like Bryce Canyon yeah, it reveals itself <laughs> it's yeah yeah so there is a a very large alcove that's there that kind of you know you can start to see from the distance and then you realize that oh there is a site there in that alcove that's like raised it's not ground level the alcove is high um yeah so this is like the kind of the main main site i would say that's kind of pointed at in this on this part of the trail um is saddlehorn pueblo i don't know the type of rock that is used to make some of the structures that we were looking at but it was orangish in color. A number of them were built in brick patterns. Mm -hmm. Alternating. Alternating centered bricks. Yes. Mm -hmm. There were these like rounded circular alcoves. I remember one of them being a very square rectangular structure. Having seen Mesa Verde later that day, they are definitely not as, like I'd said earlier, as developed. Or as intricate. Or as expansive. Yeah. Yeah. But they are still archaeological structures right and it's definitely worth if nothing else the hike itself was really really nice and really good to do so this was kind of just an added surprise for us i think to be able to experience these ruins off the site of mesa verde and not even knowing that this was an even bigger this monument was an even bigger space for the concentration of these archaeological sites so we're able to get not too close to Saddlehorn um, Pueblo. It, you know, you're pretty far back, but you can, you have a clear shot and you can yeah. see it. What's great is that they have all these small jut off trails mm-hmm. that lets you get a little closer. Like a viewing trail almost. Yes. Yeah. But they stop. Yeah. Like they stop, like, so you have a clear distance. Yeah. Like you're not getting all up inside any arche- no, 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 archaeological no, no, no. structures, no. thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it brings you closer to, you know, see the intricacies of the work and the structure. And then, you know, you can turn around and get back on the path. You know, I think one thing that I didn't realize, even though we had brought our bags, was how hot it got out there. Because it's basically, you're just exposed the entire time. So having the water bladder was a big help that oh, day. yes. We eventually kind of like wind off to another jut off, which kind of gives you more of a view into the canyon Um, that's there that's you know at this point sort of blocked by trees but for the most part the hike was great because it was pretty quiet like Mm -hmm. we had the trails to ourselves so even doing those jut offs there wasn't really many we ran into like a few people on the trail if that some people that I remember talking to that had done those trails and kind of continue to go back to them they were like they given us just some advice about hiking out like what was further beyond Saddlehorn and they were like, we were like, we have to turn around. And they're like, oh, if, if, if you've seen Saddlehorn, then you're good for today, yeah. <laughs> basically. But like, definitely come back. And it's something I would definitely, I mean, I would love to go back to Mesa Verde just to see the things Absolutely. we didn't get to see. And to explore some of the national monuments that surround it. Um, yes. Because it's clear that there are a plenty. Same thing in Utah. So many national monuments to see. So for this hike in Canyon of the Ancients National Monument, we were actually on the southern border. We weren't even in the main section of Canyon of the Ancients. Um, There's definitely at least a day of hiking to do in this section here and plenty to explore at the main section of the National Monument. 
we would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in the Canyon of the Ancients National Monument, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Pueblo and Ute people. Let's end this trail mix with a game. Great. Okay, are you ready, Mike? I was born that way, according to people. Okay, great. Here we go. We're going to play Password. The Password is... The Password is... It's you! (laughs) (laughs) More clue references. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Maybe that'll be our reference this season. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. All of the words that you have to guess, Mm -hmm. I have 10. Okay. All of the words that you have to guess are anagrammed from Canyon of the Ancients. I see. The way password works is you have to try and guess the word, Mm -hmm. but I can only give you clues one word at a time. Great. I have 10. Let's see if you can get them. If I go up to three, then it's a no and we just have to move on. Okay, that's fine. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Here we go. It is time to play password. It reminds me of that Kristen Wiig character that's like, oh, I've said the password. I'm an actress. I bring words to life. Right. Okay, here we go. Mm Mm-hmm. Bother. What is annoy? Correct. You don't have to say what is. Oh, sorry. I'm so primed for Jeopardy. Correct. (laughs) Yep. Guilty. Trial? Not. Free? Didn't. Innocent. Yes. (laughs) But did you do it? (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. Pacific. Ocean. What is ocean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Engaged. Active. Person. Fiance. Yes. Opportunity. Can I have another? Take. Mm-mm. Risk. Try. Mm, then we were looking for chance. Okay. Okay. Dialect. <laughs> Dialect. What is accent? Yeah. Fabulous. Um, fantastic. Formal. What is? You don't have to say. What I know, is. but it's a force of habit. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flash. Reba. What is McIntyre? Mm, we were looking for fancy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next one. Glamorize. <laughs> <laughs> What's accessory? Spell. Sorceress? Forest. It's not witch. No. No. We were looking for enchant. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. You could have said Ella. (laughs) (laughs) True. Wily? Coyote. Correct. (laughs) Gretchen? Wieners. happen what's occur okay i want you to connect what the two things Uh that i said okay okay secrets (laughs) (laughs) okay so i said gretchen Mm -hmm. right and then you said wieners yep Mm -hmm. happen okay now i'm gonna give you the third one okay my cheeks hurt i'm laughing so hard stop Gretchen, <laughs> happen, stop. 
<laughs> what is Mean Girls? <laughs> Who is Regina? No, 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 no. You're mad at What's me. What's the word? <laughs> What's the word? What is Stop <laughs> trying to make this happen. <laughs> what is fetch? Thank you. <laughs> This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Canyon of the Ancients National Monument and the other parks talked about on the show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on our website and on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 